Coming up on this episode, we begin by playing Undercover Olympic Spies, learning how energy is made and the dangers of the DMV. Then we get to the week's tech news, including Apple's plans to peek inside your photo library. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 317, recorded August 9th, 2021. The Universe of Energy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of No Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jay. He's joined, as always, by two guys who are responsible for 60% of methane emissions. It is Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Good evening, gentlemen. Yeah. Good evening. Got a lot of gas. What can I say? <laughs> you know, honestly, it's this guy. You know, you can recycle your water bottles and and compost all you want until somebody stops Colby and Dan. Global warming is just <laughs> inevitable. Now, it's the weirdest start to a show we've ever had. I, I'm, I've run out of things to say. We've done this for too long. What else is there now, to say? I, I feel like some of this like climate stuff is a little bit like COVID misinformation-y. Like, what, what can... Is there anything that an individual, like, that collective individual action can do? Right, like... Because I've heard the argument that says, oh, well, even if, you know, we all stopped driving cars, like eight sixty percent of like all emissions is like ocean liners. So, you know, doesn't really matter or something to that effect. Is there like a article or YouTube video I can watch that just tells me everything I need to know? Yeah, I mean, four companies, Chevron, Exxon, BP, and Shell, are responsible for 10% of the world's carbon emissions since 1965. Uh, And 20%, or or, I'm sorry, 20 companies uh, are, uh, 12 of the top 20 companies are uh, responsible for 20%. Wow. Damn. So do do, do the things you do make a difference? Yes. Um, But until you handle both sides of that, um, it doesn't, (laughs) you know, you can do your part, but everyone needs to do their part. If you know what I mean, you can buy an electric car. That's great. When everyone buys an electric car, that's better. Right. But of course, don't get me started on electric cars because that's an entire, uh, that's an entire different discussion. What's the way? What's that? I mean, electric cars are good, but A, you got to make sure you're getting the electricity from a renewable source and not a coal-fired plant. Right. Uh, that's one. And two, uh, you know, the the crazy things around rare earth minerals that go into those batteries, whether it's the mistreatment of labor who's actually digging them out of the ground, whether it's the environments being destroyed to actually get them out of the ground, um, or all the shady black market stuff around it. So, right. Not great. Now... Isn't most electricity not coal? At least it depends on what country. Oh, is, okay. it, is it Germany where they're like at ninety percent renewable? Oh, right yeah, now? I don't. I was just thinking the U.S., but yeah. Uh, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Um, or maybe this is a, this is probably also a state by state thing. So overall in the U.S., this is from the U.S. Energy Information Administration, which sounds like something owned by the oil industry, (laughs) but I'm going to assume it's not. It says here that uh, U.S. primary energy consumption by energy source 2020, uh, 35% is petroleum, Petroleum. 34% is natural gas. 
So right there, you're at about 70% between petroleum and natural gas. Then it's 9% nuclear, 10% coal, and 12% renewable. Of that 12%, uh, it is mostly uh, 39% biomass, which is basically like burning wood. Um, not ideal. Uh, 26% wind, 22% hydroelectric, 11%. Wait a second. I have lots of questions. What is petroleum? Oil. Oil. Do people burn oil to make electricity? Yes. I did not know that. <laughs> uh, mostly for industrial purposes. I guess I knew that you could have a, like a, a, a gas backup generator. But I guess that makes sense. I guess people burn gas to create electricity for all sorts of reasons. And petroleum is, has actually grown uh, in percentage um, as coal has gone down. Are there petroleum Because the U.S. has become plants? such a... Um, that I couldn't tell you for sure. I do know a big, uh, piece of that has to do with the rise of, uh, shale and fracking and how the U S has, um, come into a lot of oil over the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just convenient. Yes, it is. Same with natural gas too. I mean, we're finding more natural gas than we ever had before. And natural gas is like not the worst. Am I remembering that correctly? It's better than oil and coal. But it's not as good as renewable. Right. And there's also different kinds of gas. There's the the liquid natural gas, which I believe burns cleaner than your traditional natural gas. But you're kind of splitting hairs at that point. There's so much to know. Yeah, the other problem with um, natural gas is transportation because it is a gas uh, versus a liquid. So, you know, you have higher risk in transportation and pipelines and oh, things, things like that. blowing up. Basically, now, now <laughs> yes. why is that? Why is why is gas like inherently more dangerous than liquids? Liquids can also explode. Uh, leaking, leaking. I see. It's easier leaking. for it's it hard, to leak. It, well, and it's harder to contain a gas leak than it is a liquid Got leak because you might not detect a gas leak. You know, nat- you know the smell of natural gas. It doesn't naturally have that right. smell. That rotten egg smell. They actually add to the gas because it's odorless. So, right. I did know, know. You that. might not even know you have a gas leak. So there you go. Hope you learned something today. 36% of all energy is used in the industrial sector and another 35% in transportation, most of which is oil for uh, cars. That's what I was wondering. How much of that oil is just for cars? Does that that count? I guess it doesn't say electricity generation. 66%. Right. 66% of it. And then another 26% is for industrial. So very little of the oil goes to uh, residential or commercial operations. Or even into the uh, electric grid. Only 1% of oil goes into the electric grid. Right. Okay, that makes uh, most, sense. Most of the electric grid is more natural gas, uh, renewable, and coal. Almost all the renewable goes into the electric grid. Very little of it goes to industrial. Hmm. And almost none to transportation. I, cool. I, I have huh. another question, if, if we still want to talk about this. Another thing I don't understand... Okay. So this, sure. this, people talk about this carbon capture thing, and it sounds like one of those things that's too good to be true. Uh, is it like fusion energy, where it's like hypothetically possible but not actually possible, or or is and and what does it do? Like, you take it out of the atmosphere, and does that, you know, does it have an effect? Where do you put it after that? I have absolutely no idea. I know nothing about carbon capture. Okay. 
so we should probably just go right past right. that. One. I mean, I can tell you what I read off. If, any, be, if honestly, anyone knows, I truly don't know. Uh, yes. Panicshow@gmail.com. Yes, I would. I would love to learn more. It is or, very interesting. Or whatever uh, that P. Did you get that PO box, Sean? Yes, you can send it to uh, PO box eleven sixty two, New York, New York, Chicago, Illinois, <laughs> Seattle, Ken, Washington. USA. And that's yes, exactly. Yes, Sesame Street. Um, <laughs> yes, so that that's all I can tell you about energy. All right. So really, the ideal state is um, someday. Hopefully, we'll we'll get to the point where it's minerals are properly mined, um, built into vehicles that are properly recycled, where the energy comes from renewable sources. Then we're really getting somewhere. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It, it from what I understand about materials, it would seem to me that batteries should be pretty recyclable because like it's not like the lithium gets consumed, right? Does it just like lose its potency over time? Well, it's one of those things, I mean, a shockingly low percentage of like plastic bottles get recycled even right. though they're all recyclable it's just because the recycling system is so whack and right now you know if you think about it the, the concept of the mass electric car has not been around that long um yes you know five ten years uh, there's just not an infrastructure to handle the the recy- i think one day we'll get there right um and they'll get as much as they can but um the other issue too is they're constantly moving on to new battery technologies right you know the batteries of five years from now you know how long does a car last five ten years ten years from now that battery the tech in it might be completely useless unfortunately (sighs) so you know just get a razor scooter and just zip around honestly i yeah I do someday when I get to go places again and I live in a place where it's feasible, I totally want to get one of those scooters. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was at a, uh, at a downtown Hartford hotel for work, um, working on an event, event planning. And I had noticed that since the last time I was down there, they'd gotten some of those app rentable scooters. I don't know which brand it was. And I was asking the guy about it and the hotel guy was like, they're the absolute worst things that have ever happened. And they're like right on the main street in Hartford. And, um, they uh he's like oh yeah we see at least once a week somebody get hit on one of those scooters what actually crashed through one of the windows of the hotel in the front of the hotel he says it's insane what people do on these little scooters i said that's awesome <laughs> yeah i yeah I, to be clear i'd want one for myself and then i can just keep it in the garage garage you know if i ever have one of those yeah. <laughs> your your garage yeah yeah someday dream big man big uh is uh is colby with us i feel like this is a seance is colby in the room colby colby no he's not oh the app is, he is gone wow yeah he's been gone for a little bit his internet is uh as he wrote quote pooping out Uh oh so we're just going to continue to act like everything is just fine what else is going on dan um dan the man did I tell you? Oh, I didn't. I hadn't gone to the DMV as of last week. Oh yes, you 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 teased I, it. So now I got to hear the outcome. Yeah. So, uh, first things first. Having an appointment does not make it go any faster. I was there from one to four, I think. Um. So you know, I think this is standard. For, last time I was at the DMV, it was in New York City, and. 
I think all DMVs have a like deli counter system where they're calling out numbers. Uh, and and does the DMV that you've gone to, Sean, have like multiple like queues that you're in, and so like you get a different number at certain times, and there are many numbers being called out for different queues at all times. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, I've and I can get into actually. I've had very different uh, experiences here in Mass. It's been very positive the changes they've made. And yeah, you're right. Depending on what you're there for, there's special dedicated lines for each, and the queue system is usually pretty good. When I was in Texas, uh, an absolute horrific nightmare. Yeah, the the worst. Just just I I could not believe how terrible it was. Yeah, in in New York, it was funny because there's so many people there and so many different queues. That the the PA system was pretty much always announcing a number, um, yeah, and so you had no, you couldn't stop paying attention. It was like some sort of like intricate CIA torture system. You had to be a hundred percent on the whole time because there was no screen either. I don't think it was just like you got to listen for your number and you got to listen for the station and you better hope you don't miss it. So at least in COVID times. There weren't that many numbers being called, but it was otherwise it seemed to take just as long. But the other thing I didn't I I didn't expect or the thing that I didn't expect was that you in a normal DMV, you can't really hear what anyone else is saying because there's so many people there. But they were only letting like 15 people in at a time. And I could hear everything that everyone was saying. Uh, And the only people talking at a DMV are the people who really screwed up. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm sitting there for hours. Uh, you know, I, I get through one thing and I sit and I sit and I wait and then I get through another thing. And the only things I'm hearing are like, oh my God, like, oh, I didn't, uh, no one told me that. And like, I was like, oh, what happens now? I'm like, oh God, please, please. Cause I'm going to Maine next week. I was like, I need to have a valid license plate. I need to have at least a temporary license. Um, right. So I get up there, and the only thing I didn't bring again, this was a this was their only fail. It was like I again, and I'm me. I'm very detail oriented. I hate breaking the rules. I read through that form meticulously. I brought two copies of every possible thing they could ask for, and I get up there and to the final boss, the the <laughs> one where I transfer the car registration or the I get a car a title. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. But maybe in retrospect, this was obvious, but it wasn't stated on the form that I needed to bring the old New York registration. It wasn't stated. Oh. And so I get up there, I show her the form. She's like, wow, this car is pretty new. I was like, yeah. It's like, did you bring the registration? I was like, no, <laughs> didn't say to. She's like, oh, well, it's so new. You have to bring the registration. Otherwise, how do we know you ever registered it? I was like, I don't know. Didn't say it on the form. Luckily, she gave me like a hall pass like you get in high school, like, please admit one Dan Miller back into the building. Um, and I wasn't one of those poor schmucks who had to be like, Oh, does this mean I have to make another appointment? Yes. Oh, and appointments are like five weeks out. Yeah. <laughs> so it was fine. I now even have a license. They, they shipped me my actual license. It arrived today. They come pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. That was the other thing. They had these signs up there. Like we no longer, print licenses on site for security reasons i was like but like again and i feel like this is one of my gripes with the u.s bureaucracy is at this point you like when you've gone through a dmv process you are very sure of who i am 
So if you could print it and hand it to me, wouldn't that be the most secure way to do it? <laughs> like what, what, what security are you getting by mailing it to some address that you hope I live at that someone doesn't intercept, even though that is a federal crime? Well, it's like, did they, because uh, I'm assuming you had to get a fresh license plate. Yep. Did, did they just grab yours off a big pile of, bla- of, of license plates? I assume so, because they handed me that one right away. Because that's what I loved about the security of it, is there's just, a, when I was in Texas, I got mine, they literally had a stack of like 50 of them, <laughs> and they just grabbed the one off the top and hand it to you. And I'm like, okay. I didn't get to see that. That cool. would have been cool, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, it would not surprise me. I also noticed they in Connecticut, they seem to have changed the license plate schema where it used to be like three letters and three numbers, and now it's two letters and four numbers, which doesn't make sense to me because that's fewer possibilities, I think. Um, whatever. Lots, lots of mysteries. Did I, ever, did I ever tell you what happened when I came back from Texas at the Mass RMV? No. Oh, the RMV. Was, I uh, do know about that. The, yes, the Mass Massachusetts RMV. Massachusetts is really like... I don't know. You all have to do everything just a little bit different there. Patriots Day, r and it's, it's not a department. Commonwealth. It's a registry. Um, no, when I came up, I had to get new license plate, uh, switch over the title, new driver's license, new everything. Registration, new everything. And so I was there. I actually got in pretty quick. I barely had to wait, and they took me. It was great, uh, whatever time of day I went. And um, the lady was like, because I had so much stuff, and she was going to handle basically all of it. She goes... Okay, you're going to have like five different credit card transactions for each different fee and stuff. So they're just going to come through one at a time and you just click OK and sign for them and go through. Okay, so I'm going through and, you know, when you're at one of those credit card terminals, you kind of just like draw a line Mm -hmm. or a quick. You don't really sign it, right? You just kind of draw a line. Well, so I get through the whole process. And then like a couple days later, they mail me my license. One of those signatures she had me do was my official signature Uh for my driver's license. So literally on my driver's license right now on the signature, it's literally just a line. And so like, God forbid we ever had like some like mail-in voting, you know, where they compare signatures against your license. Like that's a real legal thing. Like it's important to have a legitimate signature on your license because they match it. And mine's literally just a line. I could not believe she let me get away with that. And I couldn't, I, I knew, I knew exactly what happened. I'm like, God, it just kept signing. And yeah, don't sign anything if you don't read. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so well, I'm glad you're all licensed up. Me, I, I, I think. Now you didn't go for a vanity plate. No, I didn't have time. And I don't think I ever want a vanity plate, especially if I might be moving again which I am. I'm definitely moving again at some point in the next two years. So it's like, I don't know how much they cost, but if it was anything more than $10, it would definitely not be worth it. Yeah, no, uh, you're probably right. I would like to see, though, what kind of um, plates we could get you because... Oh, is there like um, a, a Connecticut I, DMV... Uh... Yeah, there is, but you gotta, like, register and put in your, like, current plate number, and I'm not doing that. But uh, but I would be curious if we could get, like, Jazz Dan would be a great plate. That would be a great plate. I think it's one character too long, though. Well, oh, I know no, that there are flexible are rules. Less. There you go. Yeah. So Jazz Dan is great. Miller. You could do D. Miller. Yeah. I mean, you got... You got a ton of options. There are lots of options. Big Dan six. I don't know what the six is for. 
Think about it. Veteran motorcycle and classic motorcycle plates can only accommodate up to five characters or four characters and one dot. What's a dot? Is like a yeah, I've seen Lexus plates with dots. I don't know why. That is an odd one. Um. Ah, well, that's good. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, I saw a Honda. <laughs> I saw a Honda Civic this week. I think it was a Honda Civic. Maybe it was a Honda Accord. It looked like it looked like a '90s Honda Accord. Maybe it was an '88 Honda Accord, and it had classic yeah. vehicle plates on it. And I was like, "Yeah, isn't that funny?" Oh boy. <laughs> Like yep. that was the last that, that car I it... drove. How far off is a '97 Honda Accord from from getting uh, <laughs> classic plates? Uh, yeah, I've got to look and see what the, what uh, the regulations. It's a there? twenty. It's it's twenty years in the state of Connecticut. Twenty years. So that would mean, yeah, I mean, it's twenty twenty one. So a two thousand one is a classic car. That's oh, so, wild. Yeah, the last car I drove is a classic car. That is incredible. The funniest part is, at least in Connecticut, the the classic car license plate has like a Model T on it. Like that's the design, mm-hmm. and and then you see it on like a you know yeah two thousand Honda Accord, and you're like, that's not that's that's not a model. That's not even from the same century. That's great. We're old. Are there people, and this is maybe my car ignorance, are there people, like, I know there are people who, like, you know, old Mustangs, but I always thought old was, like, at least 70s. Like, I didn't think that anyone, no one's excited about a 90s Mustang, right? Or or, or are the people excited about that? Mustangs specifically got kind of crappy for a while, but there are sports cars in the 90s people are very excited and collectible oh, about. Okay. Sure. I didn't know that. My dream, did we, I think we talked on the show once what my dream car is, which is a, a, a mid 90s, mid 90s Saab convertible. Yes. The Saab, is it the 900, I think, or the 9000? I always mix them up. Um, I think it is the 9000. Uh, in red. auto completes. I, yeah, there you go. And I, I want it in red, and I want just that like mid '90s Saab red convertible. And you can buy them, and they're not crazy expensive. They're just insane pain back, uh, pain to ever repair. Sure, um, because Saab because, no uh, longer exists. <laughs> they don't exist anymore. <laughs> so, um, but someday I'm going to own one. Wow! So that's from oh, the here '90s. You, go. you got a BringerTrailer.com listing. Here's one listed for eighteen thousand dollars. That's pretty expensive. Well, there's a whole, believe it or not, and I've been on it, there is a Saab, like, message board where people sell their Saabs. Oh, sure. And that's all, that's all they do. And uh, there, you can get them in the kind of, like, five to 10,000 range. So, Wow, service someday, records dating dreaming. back to new and totaling over $19,000 accompany the car, as does the original window sticker, glove compartment books, and two factory keys. Oh, that's the real collector's car. But that's like to put in a museum. You don't drive <laughs> that thing around. Come on. Come on. But that's the thing. I don't even have one. I have to get a garage or something. You got to store that baby in the winter. You can drive that all year <laughs> round. That's a summer car. <laughs> yeah. I used to work with guys who had like a... I, had, I, I, had, I worked with a guy who had an Oldsmobile convertible with the fins. It was gorgeous. It was the, one of the biggest cars I've ever seen anyone drive, just in terms of like width and length. The thing was a boat. 
Um, but he stored it every winter and would just bring it out for like two months in the summer. It was such an unnecessary. Uh, yeah, that's item. Yeah. But God bless him. It was a cool <laughs> car. Uh, all right. Is it time to talk about tech news? We certainly can. Uh, we're not drowning in it. I, but I didn't there think is some so. Stuff going on. I guess yeah. This uh, Apple Photos thing is is the current. That's the hot item. Yes, and it's very technically complicated. Yeah, for the layperson. So uh, I'm willing to let's do uh, it. Give you. You want an, uh, Do you want the full explanation? Yes. Uh, you may actually know some of this better than I've I do. I've read some of it, and I will. I will interrupt you and try to fill in the gaps. Beautiful. I love it. All right. Apple uh, has a plan. It's called Expanded Protections for Children that will come as part of uh, iOS 15, Monterey, iPad and OS, uh, and watchOS updates later this year um, in an attempt to combat what is known as child sexual abuse material, or CSAM. Um, How it's going to work is... um, Well, I should say, when you upload files now to, like, OneDrive or Google Drive or stuff they already scan your files for CSAM mm-hmm. and they compare it against a national national database. But the difference with Apple is Apple actually encrypts your backups and your, and your, your cloud storage. So right now they're not being scanned, which some consider to be a problem. So Apple's come up with this scheme to scan your encrypted files. And the way they're going to do that is a, every time a image is uploaded to iCloud photos, it's going to get a hash number, uh, which basically is, this is where Dan's going to correct me if I'm wrong, which is basically just a long string that describes your photo, not like in literal words, but they're converting the aspects of the photo into a long series of. Yeah. So yeah. the the basic version of this people call a hash, and it's basically a math problem where uh, if someone asks you, Sean, to create a math equation that would take your Word document and produce just one number at the end. That wouldn't be hard, right? You could do whatever you want. There's no constraint. You could generate a random number every time, and it would that's still valid, right? But mm-hmm. if the constraint was for the same Word document, it always produces the same number. Then it gets more complicated, and that's what hashes are. It's like, take a file and run it through a math equation, and then the result that you get is a number. And so instead of having to like care about files, this is actually how if you ever run one of those programs on your computer that finds like duplicate photos or duplicate files, that's what it does is it doesn't compare like pixel by pixel every photo. That would take a long time. It does this hashing thing it, and, and it hashes the contents of the file and creates a number. And it creates like, here are all of the files on this computer. And then it goes through every file and hashes it and sees if that number matches any of the other numbers. And that's much faster. Computers are really good at checking if two numbers are the same. Yeah, and those numbers are gibberish unless you know how to translate them back. In fact, there's another property you can add, which is that they can't be translated back. Um, That's called a one-way hash. uh, Where it's kind of sufficiently random that... It's not if, like, you took a picture, uh, an image that was all blue, and then you changed one pixel to red, and you hashed both of those images, they would be completely different numbers. There would be nothing the same about them. Yes. So, 
uh, what Apple is going to do is before the photo leaves your device uh, on your device, it's going to hash your image and it's going to compare that hash to a database of hashes made from known offending images provided by child protection organizations like the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That database of hashes of of the known child abuse images are going to live on your device. Uh, So the comparison will actually happen on your device before the photo is even uploaded. Uh, Images that are the same or cropped uh, will result in a match. uh, So they'll never have to actually decrypt your image to make it. Now, if there's a match, that result is uploaded to Apple servers, but that actually isn't the end of it. Um, They have uh, threshold secret sharing, uh, which basically sets a limit that won't allow the results to be decrypted unless it meets a threshold of some number of matching results. Um, Wait, say that again. This is new to me. If there's a match that uh, that result is uploaded to Apple servers, uh, basically threshold secret sharing sets a limit that won't allow the results to be decrypted unless it meets a threshold of some number of matching results. Apple would not say what the threshold is at, um, but apparently this is a common thing um, in the security community. So basically, it's just a confidence interval, I'm guessing, something like that, where it makes sure, like, no, 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 in the cloud. So on the device, we matched it, and now in the cloud, we're definitely matching it, I think. Okay. And then if that threshold is met, then there's one more step where Apple will then decrypt the results and manually review the images to make sure there wasn't a false match. Apple thinks it's a one in a trillion chance of a mismatch, but will still review them. And if they do match illegal images after that, they disable the user accounts and forward the information to the National Center for Missing blah, blah, blah. Uh, and engages with law enforcement. Now, there's another feature, but does that make sense so far? Yes. Okay, there's also message scanning for children. Uh, This applies to accounts set up on a family account and identified as someone younger than 18. For these accounts, Apple uses on-device machine learning classifier to detect sexually explicit images in the Messages app. Uh, If the user is trying to send an image, uh, an explicit image, the system will warn the user. For accounts listed as 13 or younger, the warning will include a parental notification if the image is sent. If the child receives a matching image, the image is blurred and the user is told uh, not to reveal the image. If the user is younger than 13 and they choose to reveal the image, parents will be notified and the image will be saved for review. Now, if you do not use iCloud Photos um, or are not on a child's account, the system will not be used. Um, and they say it will roll out first in the U.S. and did not commit to other countries. Yeah, and so the the um, the pushback against this comes from people saying, "Well, Apple has this list of offending image hashes, and some government could ask." Apple to include like, oh, find me all the people who had this map of where protests are taking place saved on their in their iCloud photo library. Um, and that the system could identify those people. Yeah, this this quote from the Electronic Frontier Foundation says, even a thoroughly documented, carefully thought out and nearly scoped backdoor is still a backdoor. We've seen this mission creep in action. One of the technologies originally built to scan and hash child sexual abuse imagery has been repurposed to create a database of terrorist content that companies can contribute to and access for the purpose of banning such content. Now, Apple has responded uh, that they have a number of safeguards in place, including that they're using just the list of banned images from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And the system only works with those images. Uh, They say they will not add to that list. And the list is the same across all devices. 
They also say that it will refuse demand from governments to add additional images to that. Yeah, list. and I think in Apple's response, they, there was some teeth to that and said, as we've done in the past, which they famously have done in the past, refuse to add backdoors or even aid governments in breaking encryption and other security stuff. Yeah, I mean, the wacky thing for me is I, I get the hash matching. Like, that's not as bothersome to me. The messages thing where it sounds like it's machine learning to be On like, device. the AI knows that's a penis. Like, that's you're not comparing against a, a database yeah. of known bad images. It's sort of guessing that it's inappropriate. But then the other difference is that those photos, Apple doesn't report to themselves it only reports to the parents and may block the children from seeing it i believe is that am i remembering yes that right? i don't know if it even blocks them from seeing it just notifies them that they did see it yeah it, it it says that hey click here to reveal the image you probably shouldn't it may be inappropriate uh they still can uh but the parents will be notified and the image will be saved for review but apple themselves will not participate in that yeah. And so, wait, you're saying that one is more uh, suspect to you? Well, it's just one of those things where I just wonder how well it works. First of all, I, again, when you're just matching against a current database, yeah. I trust that works. I don't know how well, you know, it's the old uh, Silicon Valley hot dog, not a hot dog uh, joke, if you've ever yes. seen that show. Um, and it's, you know, I, I don't know how well that actually works. And the other thing is... Um, yeah, I guess it's fine. I don't really care. No, I think it's I'm fine. I'm worried about that too. Like these things have not been very successful in the past. The like auto detection stuff as opposed to the checking against a known list stuff. I forget where I saw it recently where it was a very innocuous image. Uh and the system's like, oh oh boy, like is this a thing? And and then like Another problem with a lot of these algorithms is that the things that people train them against, because that affects how they behave, are things that the majority of people, and even more specifically, the majority of tech workers are familiar with. And so, like, uh, gay people, right? Like, there's, like, probably not going to be a lot of these tools trains to accept like certain kinds of images as okay versus others as being like uh sensitive i forget what i saw i saw this with something really stupid um i just don't remember what it was but it's not the first time i i've seen something like that either um and then you have well, the other problem where like you can disguise you can trick these algorithms really easily by like doing adding data into the photo that human would never notice, but the computer, the computer is not, does not see the image. It sees numbers and it is interpreting what, like, Oh, what kinds of numbers look like penises. Right. And if you just throw one number in between those numbers that doesn't match, then it's like, Oh, it's not it. But to a human, you wouldn't notice that what that one pixel is off. Um, so there's, yeah. I agree or, with you there. There's lots of problems with that approach. Well, or just use one of the million other <laughs> messaging apps that is an iMessage. I mean, you know, you could just do that too. No, hey, look, uh, 
the the biggest thing I took away, so I learned a lot reading about this. It actually is an interesting story because I didn't know how a lot of this. Th- yeah. The biggest thing I learned is that I didn't know OneDrive and Google Drive and these other unencrypted services were scanning my images against these. I hashes. didn't know that like, either. Uh, that's news to me. Um, and so now that I know that, I'm actually. I probably should be more bothered at those companies, but I'm actually more relaxed about Apple because then I'm like, well, at least they're doing it on device. At least the images are disguised in the hash. Right. Um, theoretically, very little will get uploaded. And if they do, they're, you know, it sounds like they at least have a thought out process. <laughs> like it's, I probably shouldn't trust them as the largest company in the history of earth. Um, but I kind of do versus whatever Google and, you know, Google might be scanning my images to send me ads about stuff I take pictures of. I don't know. Uh, we, they probably are. <laughs> I mean, I put it this way. If I lived in China or Russia, I'd be concerned about this because I would, again, it would also not surprise me if in two years we find out that the Chinese government had access to this system and they were comparing hashes against, you know, freedom fighters and things like that. I think in the U.S. I'm not as concerned about it. Maybe I should be, but I'm, not yet, no. at least. No, <laughs> no, we haven't gotten there yet. So. So there you go. All right, that stuff. was that was a that was a, a tough one. Meaty, meaty, meaty story. story. I didn't want to go there, but. We got to go there. <laughs> Is there a now, Dan? You can pick another story in the rundown. There are lots of them. I also have a hypothetical thought experiment Ooh. as well that I have in my back pocket. So it's up to you. Hit me with a hypothetical thought experiment. I like those. So the Olympics just wrapped. Yes, up. I know. We talked about it last week. We had a chance to watch some of them. So uh, but by I, the way, had... real quick, the the sleeper yes. hit that I wasn't aware of last week was synchronized swimming. Oh, synchronized swimming! Oh is my great. god, it's so yeah. crazy. Yep. First of all, how yeah, does their makeup another... stay on? A waterproof makeup does exist. It's crazy. No, rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics was the same yes. way, which is basically it on land. But um, God, there are too many goddamn Olympic sports. Absolutely crazy. Um, 20, how many here? I'm looking at this article, but it's just an insane amount. Anyway, so I thought of a hypothetical, Dan, okay? Mm-hmm. And maybe Colby. <laughs> Uh, A hypothetical situation for you. I want to see what you would do. The U.S. government comes to you, knocks on your door. Dan and or Colby, your government needs you. There's a conspiracy happening at the Olympics with the athletes. And we need someone to go undercover as an athlete in the Olympics. And we've chosen you. Why? We're not sure, but we did. Uh, But here's the thing. You have to pass as an athlete in the sport you choose. Now you don't have to win gold. You don't even have to, you just have to do good enough to pass as a potentially legitimate Olympic athlete. You can choose any sport you want, but you have to choose one sport. That's your sport. And we'll even give you like an hour with an expert in that sport to try and give you a few tips. That's all we can do, but you got to get in there right now. What sport do you think you could get away with? being just an average guy who knows nothing about it, but you've got to go undercover and convince these other athletes that you are an actual Olympic level blanker summer winter Olympics. Mm. We'll focus on the summer for this. Cause that's the one that just Shoot. happened. I had an answer for the winter. 
Mm. Well, I'm curious. Okay, what was your winter? Curling. I feel like it could be on the curling team. Okay, that's bold. No, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Damn. All right. I like his confidence. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can start right now with the ones I would not choose, which are our high energy uh, basketball, water polo, rugby. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah. And I do want to point out there's another caveat, which is if you pick a team sport, you are expected to play. Don't think you can ride the bench. So don't be like, oh, I'll choose basketball and I'll just be a reserve. No, 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 no. That's no, not. You have, you have that's to be like involved. defeats the purpose. And so mm. I think ones like that, I would probably die trying. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so Bad I mean? have a dilemma is that I think probably the sport that I've been historically best at is swimming. But. I think that no matter how good you are at swimming, you have to be like sufficiently in shape to pass. And I don't think I could pass in a week. <laughs> right. Right. That's very fair. Yeah. Same thing with badminton. I'm pretty good at badminton, but like, I don't know. Curling's a great answer. I see. I was leaning towards skateboarding. Oh, oh, actually, I have, I have an answer. I, I've got it. All right, what's your archery? I don't. You think you could? I mean, you've seen like they rarely get outside that eight circle, eight, nine, ten. They're pretty good. You think you can hit that most of the time? But at least I wouldn't actually die trying. You know, (laughs) like I don't think you could say that. Like canoe slalom, I would probably kill myself. Skateboarding, same. At least you can't screw up. Well, I guess even archery, it would be really hard to kill yourself doing archery. I guess maybe if you shot it straight up and then laid down on the ground with your mouth open, uh, <laughs> maybe then don't do that. I mean, but that's the other thing is part of the assignment. You're undercover. So you have to talk to the other archers like, you know, something about I archery. I have taken some archery classes when I was oh, in, L- in middle school. Um, there you go. So I, I never got to use the cool compound bows. And see, I know what that is. A compound bow is the one that have the wheels on it. Uh, right. I never got to use those. I had to use the, I don't know what they call them, the straight bow? I don't know what you call it. Uh, mm. But the, see, the nice thing about the compound bows are you don't have to expend a lot of energy keeping the bow drawn. Once you draw it, it just kind of locks in place. Fun fact. Is that what the what the, the Olympians use? I think so. I watched a little bit of it. I don't remember if they had wheels. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> they had these huge tubes stuck right, on it. The tubes. Which I think were for balance. I think so. And then you can set it down on them when you're not using it. Mm. Oh, maybe huge they don't tubes. have... Uh... They're just regular bows? Oh, look at that. They're just regular bows. Damn. I uh I just I'm not sure that this is possible. It's hard. <laughs> just no sport? Yeah. I mean I think I think Go ahead. I, I know what sport you could do, Colby. What is it? I feel very confident. What is it? Boxing. Oh god. Now listen, now listen. You would get your ass kicked, okay? You would get destroyed, but 
I feel that's a sport that even if you just tried, people would be like, he's not a good boxer, but like with an hour of training, I think you could like look good enough as you were getting pummeled. See, I feel like like seeing me physically, it would be instantly clear that I'm not an, like an Olympic boxer. No, but we'll get you. We just got to drop your weight, get you into like a featherweight class. They're not as buff. I think you'd be fine. And I would love to watch you get your ass kicked. So <laughs> maybe let's hope this doesn't happen. Oh, Recurve awesome. bows are the ones that don't have the wheels on them. No wheels. No wheels. Old school. And yeah, there are no compound bow events at the Olympics. I don't know. Maybe I'd be screwed. No, I think you. I mean, what about Dan? Have you ever ridden a horse before? No. Okay. <laughs> I did All watch right. some of that. I the think... cross country uh, dressage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how are well, you say you're a good swimmer. What about synchronized swimming? You can be part of a team. <laughs> but then so you, you crappy, have to know the routine. You really stand out. You have like an hour to learn it. Dude, we're on in like an hour. Just like, we'll, yeah, that does I'll just be the fun. guy who treads water in the middle and everyone rotates around me. Yes, that's great. High visibility. <laughs> Amazing. That's pretty good. Are you happy to accept cookies? Olympics.com answers me. No, manage settings. Yes, I am happy. Yes, I am happy. <laughs> this conversation, did you guys ever watch that show Patriot on, on yes, Prime? Yes, yes, I was is, thinking the same it's thing. It's basically the plot of that show. Oh, is it real? oh, that's great. Yeah, like he's I'm the guy is a spy and he's like undercover as as a like a some kind of really intense like engineer, like an oil pipeline engineer and he's he's terrible at it. And he's on like a team of people who are oil pipeline engineers and they think he's full of shit mostly i don't know i mean uh, so maybe actually i could do one of the shooting sports then you don't need to be strong to uh that's a good idea the air pistol people there we go yeah i feel like i could i could most people can swing that right i'm sure it's way harder than it sounds but i think the key maybe also is to find a sport where no one can tell if you're sucking Right, that's because true. It, I guess that that would be my question for the CIA. Do the other athletes need to think that I fit in, or does the re- is it only sufficient that the rest of the world thinks that I fit in? It's more in this hypothetical. There is some sort of whether it's betting on sports, steroids. It's an athlete scandal, so you've got to get in with the athletes. Mm. It doesn't matter if you make an ass of yourself on television. They just have to include you in their little whatever scheme is going Wow, on. do you know there's roller speed skating? Oh, wait, no. was there not any of this? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I could be... The skateboarding event, if you watched the skateboarding event, they 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 messed up a lot. Like the one time they were good, they were good. I feel like I I would get injured, but I think I could be like, oh, man, I normally pull off that trick all the time. But, you know, whatever, man, you know, they're laid back, whatever, man. They were very laid back. Very nice. Sean, have you ever tried to ride a skateboard? (laughs) 
Yes, yes, I got a skateboard as a gift as a child from someone who must have hated uh-huh. me. And it was a Darth Maul mm. skateboard, which puts it right in the pre- right in that prequel era. And um, I rode it like two or three times and I was I was done. I did take a bike off a ramp once. Nice. And I was going too low of speed. And I did that thing where the front wheel went right off the top and I went over the handlebars and just <laughs> beefed it on the pavement. And I said, I'm done. This this was very bad. So, <laughs> oh, no, no way. It looks so easy on TV, doesn't it? Do they still have the X games? They do. And that's what's crazy is like, this is so repetitive. And I believe it or not, X games is one of those where if I'm just hanging around and I see it on ESPN, I'm like, I am watching some X games. It's legitimately very good. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. I used to watch that. Cause sometimes. they've co-opted a lot of skateboarding, surfing. Oh yes. Surfing. Um, you know, they've stolen a few of the kind of exciting, uh, all the BMX stuff. Are they boogie boarding um, in the Olympics? <laughs> Honestly, at the rate they're adding uh, events, why not? Why not? Yeah, maybe that's your way in. It's only a matter of time. They used to, uh, did you know that tug of war used to be an Olympic event? What? From 1900 to 1920. Damn. Okay. So was wa- water motorsports. I. <laughs> I cruised right past the modern pentathlon when I saw it on the screen. Do you know which five sports comprise the modern pentathlon? I think I do because I'm looking at it, but I'd like to hear Colby. uh... So that's five. There's five things in it. There's five things in it. So I I also cruised past. I spent like five minutes trying to watch the Olympics, and then I was too annoyed with the NBC streaming app, so I, Mm -hmm. I gave up. I did see the icon, the like logo for the pentathlon. Is fencing one of them? Yes, that's yes. that's that's all I really remember was that there was a, like people with swords. Is like, is there a shooting component? There is. Yes. Okay. Is there a horse? There is a horse. There's a horse, of course. Uh, what about swimming? Yep. And then running seems like yes. the obvious. Wow. One. That was good. Well, what what Wikipedia says is the modern pentathlon simulates the experience of a 19th century (laughs) cavalry soldier behind enemy lines. (laughs) He or she must A, ride an unfamiliar horse, B, fight with a pistol and sword, C, swim, and D, run. So why isn't it called the 19th century pentathlon? Yeah, I don't know what the difference is between the historical pentathlon and the modern pentathlon. Not that modern, yeah. Yeah. What's the one that involves bike riding? Is that a triathlon? Yeah, that's a triathlon. Now, you would have thought that a triathlon would be a strict subset of a pentathlon. Right. Well, there is a triathlon at the Olympics. Um, So I don't know why we need both. Now, I have a question about the fencing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do they fence each other? Like, do they have to, like, run 30 miles and then, like, fight? (laughs) Yeah. You know, fight. <laughs> I don't believe they do them all in a uh, row. I believe they're staggered. It's it's a combined score over all of the events. That's lame. Yeah, it's pentathlon is, I think, top five worst <laughs> summer Olympic events. <laughs> it's it's definitely up there. It's it's that old thing of like just because you put a bunch of good things together, you've gone and made the Mars right. Well, more is not always better. Yeah, especially in this case. Wow. 
That's, that's All so right. much to think about now. My future. Is, is Are you going to go out for one of these events, Colby? Well, if the government knocks on my door and makes me, I guess. You're a patriot. You're doing it for your country. Right. Of course. What am I going to do? Colby, we need you to join the sailing team. <laughs> right. <laughs> Massachusetts man drowns impersonating Olympian on U.S. sailing team. <laughs> Hit me. Secret undercover yeah. man. That's awesome. Can you... Uh... Uh, I will end this nice little Olympics rant on this, but um, the first modern Olympics took place in 1896, the games of the first Olympiad. And in that one, two, three, four events have taken place in every single Olympic sense. Can you name those events? The modern pentathlon. Some, some have taken uh-huh. years off. No, the, the no, the modern pentathlon started in uh, 1912. 1912. That's even worse. It started in the in the 20th century. That's what makes it so modern. Oh my god, Jesus! Uh, track and field. Is that even a sport? <laughs> 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 Yes, uh, track and field is a sport, but the answer is uh, no. no. Is so? Oh, athletics. Yes, they they group them all in a big, but yes, athletics is athletics. The problem is that covers all of the running, the javelin, the yeah. oh, really. That was all one event. You just got a gold medal in athletics. This year, there were 40... In the first Olympics, there were 12 athletic events. In this year's, there was 48. I see. Damn. I see. So that's one of them. Uh, Swim. Wrestling. Nope. To both nope, of those? Nope, to both. Nope. Wrestling... Uh, uh, Greco-Roman was in the first Olympics, but they took a few years off. It's been in most of them, though. Hmm. What about swimming? Swimming is one of them. Yes, very good. Just straight... You know, swimming, skateboarding, (laughs) (laughs) surfing. Go figure. No, no, that's not it. Uh, What else? Gymnastics? Gymnastics? Yes, what you would call um, artistic gymnastics. Um, Yes. Cool. There's one more you haven't gotten. You've done good. Horse stuff? No, not horse stuff. Horse stuff didn't start until 1912 as well. I've, that was when they really expanded. Now, were any of them like team things or was it all like individual? Mm. I think it was all individual initially, right? Um, I think I read that, that like the first couple Olympics, the people weren't even on national teams. No, but there just weren't a lot of team events. Right. Most of the team events came in later. Mm. I mean, you'd be surprised how uh, even like uh, Taekwondo is pretty recent. Tennis, table tennis. Tennis. Um, it's surprising how not, you know, people don't really care about Olympic tennis. No, it's just I think cause there are just so many events year round. I think golf was added this year. I think it's the same. Yeah. Uh, or no, it was added in a 2016. Yeah, I think, I think about that all way. the time. Like for a lot of these events, like 
beach volleyball like olympics must be the biggest beach volleyball thing because i i'm sure there are other beach volleyball competitions but i'm sure they're never on espn yeah although i will say if you have cable and get the olympics channel which is a new channel that launched like two or three years ago all year long they play all of the qualifying and world championship events for the olympic so like for swimming and stuff i actually it's one of my favorite curling it's one of my favorite channels i will say if if you're bored they always have something on and it's like oh it's the track and field world nationals in geneva okay cool you know it's like it is cool stuff (sighs) call your local cable provider archery um i no not archery uh i'll put you out of your uh, well here i'll give you a hint it is what I would describe as an old-timey sport. Sure. Which I don't think will be surprising. It's an individual sport. Fencing. It is fencing. Oh. Very good, Dan. That is correct. That is nice. correct. It's gone from three events to 12. Which, by the way, when I was watching, they had, I don't know if you guys saw it, they had the quad box going, where they had four fencers on the screen at once, all simultaneous. It was so hard to watch, because fencing is one of those things where it's so quick yeah. that it's like, it was disorienting. I hated it. <laughs> did you read that, I love stuff like that, that story about the, the new Epe fencing rules that were created because uh, people were just not playing the game? Like, if you were up, it's actually very dangerous to attack in fencing because attacking leaves you open to a counterattack. So if you're winning, uh, you just want to run down the clock, you could just don't attack, just don't do anything. But then in right. Epe, that's a problem because the swords are heavier, so it's harder to attack. Um, and so people would just do this thing where, like, they would both opponents would just agree to not play, and then the game would just end. Uh, so they they had to make new rules that that like I forget what the rule was, but that basically force you to to attack. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Any sport where you can just run out the clock is a good See, sport. Epe fencing. There you go. That could have been me. Maybe at the 2016 Olympics, I could have pulled that off. Every game, I just surrendered. <laughs> and they'd have been like, yeah, fair play. Well, that's what they did a couple years ago. There was that big table tennis uh, ping pong scandal. Right. With the, uh, where, where it was in the pool play, so you didn't have to win to advance necessarily. And teams were strategically losing yes. so that they would have uh, easier opponents later on, which is great. I think they did away with pool play or something. They definitely changed <laughs> the rules. Well, th- there's things you can do to get around that called like Swiss pools, where it's like impossible to predict where you'll end up yeah. in the bracket. Yeah, that that was... Uh, guys, enough of the Olympics talk. Olympics is over until literally like six months from now when we have the Winter Olympics. But uh, until then, um, we've got some picks here. It's part of the show where we just bring something we want to share, and we've got a couple of fascinating picks in here. And I got to go to my man Colby. I, I gotta, I gotta see what the hell's going on here. I forgot what I picked. Oh my god, the drill brushes. Yes. The hell is this? I have a question for you guys. Do you own a power drill? No. Yes. Sean, this could be for you. Do you own <laughs> a bathroom? No. You don't own a bathroom. No. No, I bought the house. <laughs> no bathroom. bathroom. That was that's a, why he's doing out, all his renovations. Only. That makes sense. So that's what the yard's for, right? Uh, <laughs> I know that you do own a bathroom, so I'm I'm going to tell yes, you right I, now, unfortunately, Sean. Unfortunately, I do. These these drill brushes might be. The product for you. There, it's a set of brushes. One of them looks like a toilet bowl brush. 
I don't know that I would use it on the, in the actual toilet bowl. I think that could get weird. But the brushes, and they have the little like hexagon thing that goes, you know, like that you you'd recognize from like different bits that you would put in your power drill. So the way it works is you take this brush, you insert it into your power drill, and you use that to like clean your shower, and it goes so fast. It's it's uh it's wild. Wow! You just use them to clean your bathroom. My big question is, where did you come across <laughs> this? I don't know. My sister has them. She must have reviewed it or something. Maybe I, I, I'm sure she she found it through professional circles. I don't know that. Now, she how did them. you discover this? Was, was she cleaning the bathroom while you were there? You heard, <laughs> no, you heard we the were, I was I was I was visiting, and there was just a power drill like with one of these things <laughs> inserted into it, like sitting it like next to the shower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would have asked the question too. Yeah. And that was my question. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> what? And the great thing, so this company that makes these drill brushes, they have all sorts of, uh, like, they're all different colors of brushes, and those are, they're different, like, stiffnesses. So you, they have brushes for different applications. So, like, there are, there are, like, way gentler brushes that you can use to, like, buff your car. Or I was going to say, this would be great for my grill. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure there are grill ones. There are like really intense ones. There are like kitchen ones, and I, uh, I wish I. Uh, I'm not, oh, here we go. We've got soft bristles for wheels, carpet, upholstery, glass, and leather. We got the yellow ones, which are the bathroom, bathtub, shower tile, etc. We got green, medium ones. We got kitchen stoves cabinets counters linoleum blue bristles are for boats pools canoes kayaks hot tubs other plastics red ones stiff outdoor siding brick garages gutters and then you got the hard ones good for grills loose paint furnaces ovens or other industrial applications it's amazing this is cool yeah for the low, low cost of fourteen ninety five, and a power drill. Well, yeah, you gotta have the power drill. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, power drill not included. <laughs> we uh, should get Dan a power drill. Uh, can we get like a, a Kickstarter or GoFundMe something by Dan a drill? Yeah, so we can clean his bathroom. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, this is but uh, this is cool. I got them and I used them and they worked. My shower is cleaner than it has ever been since I left, since I moved in here. That's awesome. Cleaning with power tools. I love it. The drill brush, well, the link to the specific one on the website. I love it. That's awesome. Dan, what do, uh, what, what do you have? Oh, I have a Mac app. It's a developer Mac app called Fig. What it does is gives you autocomplete in your terminal that's really good. So you type things and it shows you things you could mean and it's aware of what things are on your file system and it's aware of a bunch of these different uh, apps that we use in the terminal all the time and it has cool little icons so you can tell at a glance which which kind of auto which autocomplete suggestion is which kind of thing. Is it like a full command? Is it a shortcut? Um, and you can add your own uh, 
support to this and it's all all open source and stuff so fig.io mac only i think sadly cool i had uh i have no idea what any of that meant but it sounds (laughs) great sounds handy you think i should be hanging out in the terminal more yeah we got to get you using that github account that's (laughs) i doubt i even know the password for it but that's okay does this work does Um, this only work in the built-in terminal no through magic that i do not understand it even works in vs code cool awesome thank you dan check out google fig but not the new ones no although those are good my sleeper pick for sean's uh cookie contest the cookie (laughs) can't can't go wrong with a fig new one uh i have got a documentary that I'm going to recommend people watch. So Bill Simmons, who created the 30 for 30 uh, film series for ESPN has decided to do the same for HBO max about music. It's called the music box. And they're going to be doing a bunch of music documentaries from different directors. Well, the first one is called Woodstock 99 peace, love and rage. uh, And it's streaming now on HBO max. Uh, If you're not familiar with Woodstock 99, yes, it was from the same people who brought you the previous Woodstock. And they decided that um, they were going to do a, big festival in 1999 and it went fantastically wrong um in a way that this this does a really good job of bringing the culture of the time together Uh, there was a ton of video footage taken at the event which is really great um and it's just an absolutely fascinating documentary i really enjoyed it um and apparently they're going to be uh doing other um Music box documentaries are doing one on Alanis Morissette, one on DMX, one on Kenny G, um, Disco, uh, the history of Disco. Um, so keep an eye out for that on HBO Max. Woodstock 99. I heard about that recently on a podcast. It It's, it's a topic, believe it or not, I've been wanting to do, like we did our XFL deep dive on Up for Debate. I wanted to do a Woodstock 99 deep dive like years ago, but there are really no good books. There are no, there's no like official accounts that anyone's, this is one of the first um, that anyone's ever done. So I was very excited to see it because I do find this a very interesting topic. So um, that was a good one. Alrighty, guys. Well, anything else you uh, you guys want to say or do? Any thoughts, comments, words of wisdom? No. no. Inspiring quotes? Stay get safe a, out there. Get a drill brush. Get, get a drill get brush. A, how big of a kickback are you getting from the drill brush? <laughs> Come on. No, I'm just kidding. I don't get any kickback at all. I just think it's weird. No, see, you're really... That's a shame. Yeah. We got we to gotta get you in the pocket of big drill brush. Um, guys, I will tell you though, speaking of big drill brush up for debate, uh, I don't get how those things are related, but, uh, we are continuing our fast and furious rewatch, uh, over on the show literally today or tomorrow, depending, um, we're going to be publishing our next episode where we watch fast and furious six, a movie we did not like that much. (laughs) Um, and you're going to want to pay attention and listen to why, um, it was a really fun show. Uh, and next week we'll be uh, this. There won't be another show this week because this episode will come out. And then next week we'll be doing uh, Fury 7. So it's been a fun summer. Um, and Matt and I did decide this is what's nice is when we have stuff pre-planned. Uh, Fast and Furious is actually going to spill into September. 
uh, which means we're going to do Scary Movie October, and then Sean Tember has been rescheduled to Sean Vember. Because <laughs> uh, Fast and Furious ran long, which is fine. Uh, I get a little more time to craft what my big ideas, but uh, September is going to be a fun month. We're going to be wrapping this up, and we got a few other fun uh, topics we're going to be talking about as well. So it's a great time to subscribe, up for debate, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, this show, however, is Don't Panic at Don'tPanic.io. You should go there, check out the audio, the video, the list of the picks is there, which is oh so handy. Uh, you're going to want to see it there. And of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts with the video version on YouTube. And of course, you can follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter, emails, Don't Panic Show at gmail.com. Let us know if you understand how carbon capture works because we're clueless. Um, and we're going to wrap it up here. I think we're going to have to. On behalf of Colby and Don, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another great episode of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.